Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and I have with me today a returning guest, Father Joe Rampino. Father Joe, good to see you. Hey, good to see you. And uh, the reason you're on is because our mutual friends, the Walkers, have bugged me. That uh, <laughs> Why is Father Rampino not on the They're podcast? They're going to love that they just did the shout out. Yeah, to, exactly. Uh, they, they, they've been bugging me enough, and I thought, you know what? We Fair should enough. finally get you on the podcast Fair again. Enough. So Good. We're going to nerd out today a little bit Excellent. about... Um, a subject which I'm sure everyone is just burning to know more about, and that be. is uh, patripassionism. Love it. Yeah. So I mean, why? I don't, uh, yeah, it's a heresy. So okay, I yeah. love nothing about it. <laughs> but I love the sound of the word, and I love the fact that we get to talk about it's it. It's one of those great heresies. That has a great name. So why don't why don't you explain? I'll put you on the spot. Why so, don't you explain patripassionism? <laughs> patripassionism. Uh, great word. Uh, has a meaning. Comes from uh, the Latin words for father or pater, and to suffer. Uh, or passio, passio mm-hmm. is suffering. So this patripassionism literally means the suffering of the father. Uh, and this is a, a heresy that uh, essentially says that when Christ suffers on the cross, because Christ is truly God, the second person of the, of the blessed Trinity, that somehow the father suffers on the cross. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it applies the suffering of the cross, not just to the person of Jesus through his human nature, but to the entire Trinity, saying that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all equally suffer there on the cross. Yeah, it, 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 it basically, I mean, if you take what we say in the Creed each week, where we say that Christ mm-hmm. was consubstantial with the Father, yep. that he has the same substance, then you would think, okay, well, if he suffered on the cross, wouldn't Christ, uh, God have right. suffered in the cross? And in a, in a long roundabout way, it leads us to the terrible 90s song, What If God Were One of Us? <laughs> you know, like that that we, we apply to God in heaven this... Uh, it is um, a bad song. It's a terrible song. Subjectively bad. <laughs> so where where did they go wrong? How do we how do we build our... Yeah. Dig our way out of this hole? So one of the things that they did wrong, first and foremost, was they, uh, they mixed up... They mixed up a couple of different things. The first thing that they mix up is uh, they're, they're a form of what we call Sabellianism because all heresies have excellent names because all That's ancient right. people have had excellent, excellent names. names. No, I'm trying to get all my friends to name their kids after them, but not yeah. Sibelius, but you know. Well, others. I mean, the fact is today we're celebrating this on the feast day of Blaze and Anscar. Yeah. And the moment somebody names their child Anscar, my life's work will be complete. <laughs> um, that and getting uh, somebody to choose Aelia Pulcaria, St. Aelia Pulcaria yeah. as their confirmation saint. That's you know her? That's a good one. I know her. You yeah. know her. Thank uh-huh. you. Finally, <laughs> Somebody knows the Empress of the Romans, who is we'll also say, a saint. We'll That's say, another say time. That for another okay. time. <laughs> so the Sabellians taught uh, that essentially the Trinity was God wearing different masks, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. simplify it. The idea that the distinctions in the Trinity between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were not that real. That mm-hmm, these were mm-hmm. just different modes in which God could exist. One mode to create, one mode to save, one mode to sanctify. And so they would say there's not really a distinction between the Father and the Son. Mm-hmm. We say, as Catholics and and as Orthodox, that there is, uh, that while the Father and Son are consubstantial, they differ in that the Father is not the Son, the Son's not the Father. Exactly. Uh, And only the Son is incarnate. And Christ, when he suffers on the cross, suffers in his human nature, through his human nature, his divine nature, because Christ is both human human and and divine, his divine nature, being divine, cannot suffer. His human nature can but because he's only one person, there's only one something there who is Christ. Mm-hmm. There's only one who. Um, we can say really astonishing things like 
God suffers on the cross. Exactly. And so I want to get get back to that the the who of Christ. Yeah. Because that this is really important and it's like been fought over for centuries and things like that. But when we talk about what, if we look at Jesus and say, what is he? We have to say he's fully God yep. and fully man. So Absolutely. he has two, divi- two, what's. Two, two what's, two natures. Yep. Um, the human nature that we all share and the, um, the divine nature, which is that, right. you know, consubstantial with the Father. Right. But the who... Only one. Is only one. And only the, one. In, the, in the ancient times, the word they used was hypostasis, mm. um, which is why we call this uh, beautiful thing the union. hypostatic union. Yeah, Precisely. exactly. So, but hypostasis is just a fancy word for uh, the answering the question, who is Jesus? Right. Uh, hypostasis actually literally means uh, standing under, something that stands under all of this, that holds together the personal mm-hmm, unity mm-hmm. of 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 this who it's it's the subject right that's another way to say it there's only one subject in Jesus it's not as though there are two different people in there somewhere who just get along really well one happens to be divine <laughs> one happens to be man and they kind of shake hands the whole of his life yeah uh, it's not like a, a buddy cop movie going on for the duration of the gospels <laughs> uh, although that's a great idea great idea for a film <laughs> potentially blasphemous yeah, be very radical. careful about it be very careful about it but you know when you do make the film about two people living in one body who somehow achieve a buddy cop adventure Credit me, please. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, well, so that, that, that's uh, it's a fascinating aspect of Christology that we don't necessarily think about too right. often. That that Jesus, the who is, he's the incarnate Word of God. So right. it it encompasses both his human and divine natures. Right, and it allows us to do uh, a great deal in terms of saying things about God that mm-hmm. we would not normally be able to say. Yeah. So because of the hypostatic union, because of the fact that there is one subject behind both natures we can say really shocking things like God is hungry or God Mm -hmm. gets tired or God suffers or God dies. Or shocking things like a human nature sits at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. A human Mm -hmm. nature is higher than the angels. A human nature is immortal. A Mm -hmm. human nature is the the heir to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and we call call that shocking way of speaking, the communication of idioms. Comunicatio idiomatorum, yes. which is a great phrase. Yeah. Use that at your next cocktail party. <laughs> a million imaginary bonus points to you if you do. <laughs> well, a million imaginary bonus points. I'm, I'm I'll distribute them okay, conscientiously. Good. Don't worry. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, so the communication of idioms is this idea that we can apply in a certain sense when we talk about Jesus in his human nature, we talk about him in his divine nature, we can apply them together because... Um, He's one in his person, in his right. in his hypostatic nature, which but is the person of the son. The we son have of God. to, we do have to still be careful when using them mm-hmm. because of exactly what we're saying. And this is the whole reason we talk about patripassianism: mm-hmm. is it's taking that communication of idioms, that applying of you know something to uh, of, of a predicate to a subject in the wrong way, where you go all the way and say, not only can we say that God suffers or dies, we but we God say the Father. The Father. That's going too far. We yeah. have to very be very specific about. These human things can be attributed to God the Son because of the hypostatic union, because of the person behind the two natures. Uh, and we also can't say, you know, divine things of the human nature without that particular, um, that particular union. Yeah. So I guess, I guess to kind of 
summarize in a way that that you can like kind of take with you because we, we're going into a lot of rather obscure Christology that might not be people might <laughs> excuse think, this us is, <laughs> this is not very applicable to pardon my us daily life. <laughs> it's so <laughs> applicable it, it is. matters we'll so much that. let's we'll get, get to that. that but first like let's just wrap so so okay. when we ask the question who about Jesus we were talking about the 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 word of God right yes. the, there's one who in Jesus Christ right. and that the encompasses within it two natures, two what's. Mm-hmm. His human nature, yep. he's fully human, and his divine nature, he's fully divine. Right. One who, two what's. Exactly. And we don't normally encounter people like that, um, so it's very much a mystery. You no, know? in fact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's only one. There's only one. Uh, but there's, there's you know, the, the, the various church councils have taught that these two natures in this one who, these two what's in this one who, uh, they don't mix, they aren't merged right they remain distinct and yet they're totally united and because right. of that we can talk about god suffering we can talk about god right. being hungry we but we can't say we can't jump to that other that other place and now apply it to a different person in the right Trinity. absolutely and not. that's where patropassionism right the heresy comes so from. we would never say the holy spirit is hungry or tired or suffers or gets angry or any of that kind of thing that we can only attribute to god through the fact that the one who of jesus has the two watts of a divine and human exactly. nature. Exactly. Okay, so why is this applicable? Yeah, this matters a ton because uh, let's think about that exchange again that's going on in Jesus between his two natures. In the person of Jesus, uh, his divine nature is joined to human things. So in Jesus, he, he takes human things upon himself uh, as, as, a, as a divine person. Uh, and his human nature also receives in return divine things. Uh, so what's going on in Jesus is he's taking on what is ours as human beings so that what is ours, our human nature, can receive what is his by divinity. Mm-hmm. To simplify that, we are, we are saved, uh, in, in a certain manner of speaking, you can say this, we are saved because Christ has taken on what is ours mm-hmm. in order to give us what is his. Yeah. The ancient phrase is, you know, God has become man so that man might become God. And when we're baptized when we are joined to Jesus as members of his body, you can well say that that exchange in him now takes place in us in a certain sense. Not the same way. Mm-hmm. He, he does this by nature, we by adoption. But the baptized Christian has had their humanity taken on by God uh, and receives as an inheritance divine things. We receive as Christians immortality, a place as heirs to the kingdom of heaven, a share in the divine nature, as St. Peter will tell us. We Mm -hmm. become not just sons of God in a vague and weirdly undefined spiritual sense, because God is like a father to everything he's made, but almost legal sons yeah, of yeah. God. Um, I, I think sorry. The, I, no, 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 it's good. You get excited. <laughs> I like to go, I get, uh, I get excited the, about this the, stuff. The, the, the image that comes to my mind is the, um, the, the tearing of the veil of the temple. You know, yeah. in the temple, they had this veil uh, blocking off the Holy of Holies where God was from where humans were outside in the courts. And at the, the cross, uh, the veil of the temple was torn, opening up this uh, relationship between God and the the flesh of Christ was torn by the spear and the spiritual you know different spiritual authors have have looked at this and seen like Christ you know this opening in Christ's heart is the veil of the temple being opened and we now can we can touch God we can come to right. God because Christ is both human and divine he's this bridge between right. uh, humanity and divinity that we could never have achieved we could never make ourselves I think my favorite um, my favorite way I've ever heard it said comes from Saint Augustine. Uh, in his commentary on the Psalms, when he's commenting on, I believe it's Psalm 38, 
uh, check me on that, oh dear listener. <laughs> uh, but in his commentary on on the Psalms, there's a passage in in, in Psalm 38 uh, where the Lord says, uh, or where the psalmist rather says, "My sins are piled higher than my head; they are too many for me." And Augustine will say, "Who is speaking? It's Christ who's speaking, not." Of his own sin, mm-hmm. but of the sin of his body, which is joined to him. Mm. And that because of his having taken on human nature, he can speak to the Father that way and say, my sins are piled higher That's than my awesome. head, wow. which is spectacular. Not that we're attributing sin to the sinless Son of God, but that in his love, he's taken on humanity in such a way that he can give voice to his body, and his body can re- can receive uh forgiveness, and then divinization. So Augustine will say in another place that when the Christian speaks, God the Father hears the voice of his Son. Mm. And when the Son speaks, he hears the voice of the Christian. Uh, And that's the exchange that's going on between his natures that's applied to us. And this is why this whole thing matters, Yeah, is because Christianity is about a union between what is human and what is divine between us and God, which takes place first in Jesus and then is extended to us. Okay. That Heresy is check, awesome. am I good? No, you're good. You're yeah, good. man. I think Tricky stuff. We'll have to end it there. If you'd like to listen to other great Catholic podcasts, you can find us on CatholicBytesPodcast.com or on iTunes. Thank you and God bless. <laughs>